Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. I got a question for you as you collect, uh, as you get your bulletin. If you were to think back about the last five years, let's not go too far. Think about the last five years. And if you had to use one word or one phrase to define every year, what word, what phrase would define your la- each of your last five years? I know that for all of us, 2020 would be COVID-19, right? It's like 2020 was COVID-19 and, and maybe 2019 for you was the day that was the year that you got married or maybe it was the year you, you graduated or maybe it was the year that, that you had uh, uh, your family. I don't know. There's many things that can define um, our year. I strongly believe in my spirit that in 2023, the Lord wants to make it the year about his presence. That he wants us, that once we get past 2023, that we would be able to look back at 2023 and say, that was the year that was marked by the Lord's presence. And, and here's why, here's why. My, my hope, my desire for you as your pastor is that 2023 would be a year of victories would be a year of blessing, that it would be a year where you make progress, that it would be a year where God answers some of those, those difficult prayers, that 2023 would be a year where you experience God's goodness in a new level. That is my desire. But here's what I also know. I know that 2023 is going to bring some struggles and it's going to bring some battles and it's going to bring temptation and it's going to bring some difficulties and it's going to bring issues that are going to challenge you. That's not what I desire for you. But in my 40 years of living, I know that to be true. And no matter, I don't know what those battles are going to be. I don't know if you're going to lose a loved one, if something uh, tragic is going to happen. I don't know what is going to happen. My prayer is that there would be more good than bad in your life. But here's what I do know. That when those difficulties come, the biggest difference maker is going to be the presence of God in your life. In fact, I believe that the one thing that should identify and even define us as Christians is not church, is not uh, some kind of belief, that the biggest evidence that we are followers of Christ, that the biggest evidence of who we are should be the presence of God in our life. So I got a question for you before we jump into the message. What evidence is there in your life of the presence of God? What could you point to? What could you show to others to say, listen, look, if it wasn't because the presence of God, this wouldn't be so. How, 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 how much of a desire is the presence of God in your life? How do you know that the presence of God is upon your life? 
I mean, we know that God is omniscient, right? So he's everywhere. But how do you know that he resides in you, that he walks with you, that he's with you at all times? How do you know that? What is the evidence? Church, I want to challenge us today as we come to the end of 2022 and get ready for 2023 that we would decide tonight and say 2023, my biggest goal, my biggest hunger, my biggest ambition is going to be for the presence of God to be manifested in my life. Amen. Because I believe that if we pursue the presence of God unlike anything else in our life, 2023 will be our best year yet. And I'm grateful for 2022, and I hope you are too. Maybe you didn't end the year the way you wanted to, but let me tell you, you are ending the year, and that in itself is a victory. There's many people that didn't make it. There's many relationships that didn't make it. There's many people that walked out on their faith, but you, you're still here. And maybe, maybe we're not in the condition. This was a, 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 a end of year that we were expecting my father to be back and he's not back yet. But, but, but here's what I know. There's still more good in my life than there is bad. And I'm grateful for 2022, but I'm excited about 2023. And I'm going to make 2023 about the presence of God in my life. What do you say? You want to do the same with me? Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. I want us to read a scripture. And I just want you to know that one of the things that we're going to do different in 2023 is that we're going to rise when we read God's word. And we're going to rise because we're going to give value and honor to it. Amen. When you go to a court and the judge walks in, you got to rise. When you, when the, when they do the star spangled banner, you rise. When they sing the national anthem, you rise. And there's nothing more true in this world than the word of God. So why not rise for it? Amen. Look at, look at what second Kings six, eight through 17 says, maybe a familiar story that you know, but I want to withdraw uh, some things about God's presence from this passage. Let's read it. Look at what it says. It says, when the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he could, co he could confer with his officers and say, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such place. Look at verse 9. But immediately Elijah the man of what? God. Of God. Another way to understand that phrase, man of God, is to understand, is to say, a man with God's spirit in him. A man of God or a woman of God is a man or a woman who has the spirit of God actively in their lives. He says, but immediately, Elijah, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the, to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and, and again, Elijah warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aram became what? Very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, which of you is a traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel about my plans? It is not us, my lord, the king. One of the officers replied, Elijah, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel when the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom, go and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. 
And the report came back, Elijah is at Dothan. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses surrounding the city. Now, you got to pay attention to that verse. Let me read it one more time because it's key to understand what's going to happen next. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? Have you ever been in one of those situations? You're like, what do I do now? God, what happens now? Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elijah. Verse 16, don't be afraid, Elijah told them. For there are more on our side than on their side. Then Elijah prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he had looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elijah was filled with horses and chariots of what? Fire. Let's go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before you. And Lord, we are grateful for 2022. But Lord, we're hours away into a new year. And Father, we believe that with the new day come new mercies. And that you want to do something new in our life. And Lord, we want to claim those promises. We want to claim those victories. But Lord, we want to say right now that our biggest desire in 2023 will not be a house. Will not be a relationship. Will not be any material possession. Will be your presence, Lord. So I pray that as we spend time in your word, that you would cement this desire within our inner man. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. I believe that if you want 2023 to be a phenomenal year, to be a good year, you're going to have to learn to see with your spiritual eyes more than you do with your senses. Can I say that again? I believe that if 2023 is going to be a better year, if 2023 is going to be the year where you can taste of the goodness of the Lord, we're going to have to learn to see with our spiritual eyes more than we do with our senses. Did you know that when you look through your senses, you can miss out what God is doing? And the biggest thing that you'll miss out with your senses is the presence of God in your life. You can be around the presence of God and miss it if you don't learn to see with your spiritual eyes. So what I want to do today is I want to encourage you. I want to show you four reasons why 2023 you need to go after the presence of God like you've never done so before. And let me tell you, I know some of you, you're really good Christians. You're really strong Christians. And that's great. But I want to tell you that there's even more room for the presence of God in your life. Amen. None of us have reached it. If Paul said, I have not reached it, I know that none of us in this room have reached it. So I want to look at four things. And I believe they're practical, but I believe they're wonderful. And I don't know that any of us in this room would say, no, 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 no. That, I don't want that blessing. No, 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 no. I don't want that benefit. In fact, if we I believe that every single one of us would say, man, if those four things were true in my life in 2023, it would be my best year yet. Are you ready for them? Yes. Let's look at them. Looking at the story, here's the difference that the presence of God makes. Number one, 
God's presence, the reason we should pursue, the first benefit of pursuing God's presence is that it helps, it helps me avoid unnecessary problems. It helps me avoid unnecessary problems. Listen to me. When we walk in harmony, when we walk with a passion for the presence of God, when we walk always being mindful of the presence of God, one of the many benefits of it will be that God is going to help us avoid unnecessary problems. We see that in Elijah's story. Look at what verses 6 through 10 says. It says, when the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such place. But immediately the man of God would warn the king of Israel. Do not go near that place for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Listen to this. Time and again, Elijah warned the king so that he would be on the alert. The story tells us that, that the people of God were at war with the Arameans. And that God had given the king of Israel and the people of Israel a man on the inside to warn them about the plans that the enemy had for them. Now, now, here's what you got to know. Just like Israel was at war with the Arameans, you are also at war. You are at war against yourself. Did you know that? We're at war against our flesh. That's why you should be eating carrots, but what do we do instead? We eat tamales for the 10th time. We are at war with our flesh. It is our flesh that says, no, it's raining. It's more safe and comfortable for you to stay home than to go to the Lord's house and thank him for another year. We are at war with our flesh, but not just our flesh. We are also at war with the enemy. And listen, there are battles that you're going to have to fight in 2023. There are battles that the Lord is going to send your way because he wants to grow you, because he wants to do something in you, because he wants to show you something. But there are also battles in 2023 that you can avoid. Did you know that? There are some things that God wants to help you avoid. And you know how he helps you avoid them? By guiding you and directing you and saying, don't, don't go to that meeting. Don't, don't call them back. Don't, don't do that. Let it go. There are some unnecessary times, unnecessary problems that God wants to help you avoid. And you know how we avoid those? When we are aware of God's presence and we obey it and we trust him. Wouldn't you want to avoid some of the unnecessary battles coming in 2023? I got enough battles with my weight. I got enough battles with my kid to be fighting battles that could be avoided. I want to avoid them. I want to save. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. The enemy knows where to attack you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your flaws. He knows where you're vulnerable. And he will attack you in those areas to distract you and wear you out so that you don't have strength to fight the real battles. See, some, of, some people lose the battle of their marriage. Some people lose the battle of their faith because they are too tired from battling unnecessary battles. 
And the number one thing, the first thing that the presence of God does is that, is that it helps us to avoid unnecessary battles. And he had given Elijah to the people of Israel to warn them about what was happening. I mean, we read in the story that the commanders told the king of Aram, they said, hey, Elijah knows what you talk about in your bedroom. You think Alexa and Siri were bad? <laughs> Elijah knew what they were talking about. And I want you to know something. God has given you somebody on the inside to warn you about the plans of the enemy, to keep you away from danger, to keep you away from unnecessary places. And you know who that is? That is the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And when we pursue the presence of God, when we make the presence of God our, our biggest desire, he will keep us from fighting unnecessary battles. The second thing that God's presence does, you ready for this? Is that God's presence, a person, a man, a woman that becomes so soaked with the presence of God, then becomes a threat to the enemy. The presence of God makes you a threat to the enemy. Many Christians are troubled by the enemy. And if we're honest, many Christians are even afraid of the enemy. Church, can I tell you something? It's time we wake up and we turn that around. Because it needs to be the other way around. You shouldn't be afraid of the enemy that can, oh my gosh, I heard the, something creaking in my bedroom. No, 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 no. It should be the other way around and say, oh my gosh, the devil should be, oh no, Steve got up this morning and the first thing he did was get on his knees and get in the word of God. He should be the one trembling, not you. And that's what the presence of God will do. He will make you a threat. Did you know that you can cause trouble for the enemy? He's got some plans and they're not good plans. And you can ruin those. It doesn't have to be the other way around. It shouldn't be him ruining God's plans for your life. It should be us ruining his plans. And saying you had a plan to destroy my marriage. But I'm going to ruin that for you buddy. And I'm going to keep loving my wife. Even though we are not doing well. You, you had a plan. You had a plan to take my kids. But I'm going to ruin that plan. And I'm going to keep praying for them. And I'm going to keep speaking God's word to them. You had a plan to ruin my mental health. But I'm going to ruin that plan. Because I'm going to find my peace in the Lord. We can cause trouble for the enemy. The enemy shouldn't be taking your loved ones. We should be taking our loved ones from him. Amen. Amen. But the, only the presence of God can do that. Right. Only a man or a woman filled with God's presence. Let me prove that to you in the story. 2 Kings verses 11 through 12, it says, The king of Aram became very upset over this. He was so upset because no matter what plan he made to attack the enemy, Elijah knew. Elijah knew. And, and he said, you know, somebody within our ranks is ratting on us. There's a mole in the group. And all the commanders said, King, it's not us. It's the man of God. It's the prophet. Because he knows. He knows what the plans that you have. And he warns the king of Israel in advance. You know what? In 2023, it's got to be the year that we take what the enemy has taken from us. Right. What has he taken from you? 
You got to take him back. You got to cause some trouble for him. He needs to wake up every day. He doesn't wake up, but you understand my figure of speech. He needs to wake up every day being afraid that you begin with the presence of God in your life. Because let me tell you something. When we do, he will get out of our way. He will get out. He's, I'm, I'm not messing with it with them. I'm not. Every time I try to destroy their life, God only blesses them in return. But, but we can't do that by just being Christians of word or good intentions. We've got to be so filled with the presence of God that the enemy's afraid of us. The third thing that the presence of God does is that the presence of God inspires the right attitude in me. It inspires the right attitude in me. I'm going to say something and please nobody get offended. If you are tempted tonight to say, new year, new me, I want to say very lovingly, stop it. You very well know that's a lie. Because you have said that every year and we still got the same old nester. The clock changes and the year changes, but guess what stays the same? Nestor does. I am going to be as impatient in a couple of hours as I am today. What makes you think that just because the clock says 1201, that suddenly something magical happens in you and boom, I'm a new person. 2023. It's going to look a lot or worse than 2022 unless what? We change. And the biggest thing that's got to change in us is what? Our attitude, our disposition, the way we think. Now, let me tell you something. Nothing changes a person like the presence of God. You want real change? You got to get in the presence of God because it is in the presence of God where real change happens. Did you know that you cannot be in the presence of God and remain the same? You cannot because God's glory, because God's beauty is he transforms everything around him. In fact, let, let, let me say it this way. Whatever isn't changing in your life, whatever area isn't changing in your life is because you have not allowed the presence of God in it. Or you haven't remained in his presence long enough for God to change you. Look at what 2 Kings 6.15 and 16 says. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots. What? everywhere oh sir what will we do now the young man cried to Elijah but look at what Elijah said don't be afraid now now we all know that you're not supposed to tell somebody to come down when they're not come down right like if you're a husband and you and your wife are arguing you know you know that you're not supposed to tell her hey come down because what happens? The opposite happens. 
Right? You tell them to come down. You tell your husband, hey, chill. I was just making a suggestion of where you should make a right. You know that if you tell somebody to come down, it goes the opposite way. But you know who can calm them down? The presence of God. And having the right attitude helps in every situation. But you know what really changes our attitude? The presence of God. See, some of you, you're, you're, you're insecure. So you're missing out on God opportunities. But if you get so soaked in the presence of God, you're going to be confident, not in yourself, but in his faithfulness. And you won't miss out those, on, those, on those opportunities. Some of you, you're afraid. What if they leave me? What if they don't come through? And you're so afraid that you're missing out on victories. But if you get in the presence of God, you'll understand that you're already victorious and you're not fighting for victory. You are fighting from a place of victory. See, you can have the attitude where you're just jealous. You're jealous of what other people have. You're jealous of what other people do that you cannot enjoy of healthy relationships. But if you get in the presence of God, you'll understand that God has promises for you that no one can take away. And his goodness for you is not limited by the goodness that others get. And you'll be able to celebrate and enjoy the victories of others. See, some of you, you're hurt and you got good reason to be hurt. Maybe somebody hurt you. Maybe life hurt you. Maybe a group of people hurt you. And if you stay hurt, you'll miss out on the goodness of God. Because you'll always be on the defense. Well, what if they hurt me again? Or what if I'm vulnerable and I end up in a worse place? But when you get in the presence of God, God heals you. And he reminds you that you are not what happened to you. That you are what he did for you. And that you are whole. That you are loved. That you are sanctified. And that you got a good future. The right attitude makes all the difference. The fourth thing that the presence of God makes, the fourth reason, is because God's presence gives me the power I need. The fourth benefit of the presence of God is that when we are in his presence, when his presence just fills us in every way, then we have all the power we need. You know, if you were to ask many people and say, How do you know the presence of God is with you? The number one thing they would say is, I know the presence of God is with me because things are going well. And if that's true, well, then the opposite is true, right? If things are not going well in my life, then it must be because God's presence is not with me. But that's not the case. We should not confuse things going well with the presence of God. And listen, while the presence of God can help you avoid some unnecessary problems, the biggest evidence of God's presence is not that things are going well or smooth. The biggest evidence of God's presence is that you are victorious in spite of what comes your way. The evidence that somebody has the presence of God is not that they don't ever have to battle anybody. But the biggest evidence is that the things that come their way don't defeat them. I want to do an illustration. I want to, Angel, can I use you, buddy? 
Come here, I promise I'm not going to embarrass you. Come up here. I need a good-looking man. I need, no, you don't need your glasses. Come here. I want to show you something. This is illustrative. Angel, angel represents the problems that the enemy wants to send my way. Maybe being fired. Maybe my kids rebelling. Maybe some kind of emotional thing inside of me. Maybe my dad being denied his entrance back into the United States. And problems are going to come your way. And if you, if it's just you against the problem, well, then you should worry. But I want to show you the difference that the presence of God makes. You ready for this? Frank, would you come up here? I heard that when Angel was young, he was quite the fighter. So he could probably take me out. But I doubt he could take this guy out. <laughs> and see what the presence of God does is that our senses look at the problem. And if we don't have the presence of God, we'll miss the great power that we have available to us where we don't even have to fight, but we just got to get out of the way and let God be God. But see, you don't get Frank. You don't get this power without the presence of God. That's why sometimes you call on the name of Jesus and nothing changes, not because there's no power in the name of Jesus but because you are dry when it comes to the presence of God. Because you may be more filled with work and vacations and relationships and all this other stuff than the presence of God. The story says, we're not going to read it in the verse, but it says that when the servant got up, he saw the chariots and he was scared. But Elijah was not scared. You know what Elijah did? Elijah prayed and he said, God, would you open his eyes so that he could see that there's power on our side? That it's not me against the world, but it's God against the world. That it's not me against this problem, that it is God against this problem. And let me tell you, the bigger the problem the enemy sends you, the bigger that God is going to be in your life. Can we give these gentlemen a big round of applause? So how about it? How about 2023? You want it to be a year where you can avoid unnecessary problems? You want it to be a year where you can, where you can see the power that is available to you? A year where you can have the right attitude? A year where, where the enemy doesn't ruin your plans, but you can ruin his? Well, then, then, then we can't be passive. We got to be aggressive. Only the strong take the kingdom of God. And we got to be aggressive. And what I want to do is I want to challenge us. And we're going to do something special tonight. For those of you that say, Pastor, I'm with you. We are going, I am going together with you. We are going to seek God's presence more than anything else. But before we do that, 
I want to tell you three things because I've told you the benefits of God's presence. But I want to tell you three quick things that any of us can do that are going to encourage, that are going to, to nurture, that are going to procure the presence of God in our life. Are you ready for them? They're not in your outline, but you might want to write them down. The first thing that you can do to encourage the presence of God in your life is to nurture the right relationships. Let me say that again. Some of you, the reason you can't get serious with God is not because you don't want to, but you got people around you who won't let you. The wrong friendships can hinder the move of God in your life. Some of you, you got friends that you know you shouldn't have. Not because you're too good for them, but because they're headed in one direction and you're headed in the other. So in 2023, you got to nurture the right relationships. I got a crazy suggestion. How about you get in a life group? That's a simple, easy way to start. What about you get with some other people that, by the way, are part of your church family that you can talk the Bible about, that you can pray for one another, that you can help one another. You want to encourage the presence of God in your life? You got to nurture the right relationships. Number two, you got to set the right goals. I know some of you, you've lived long, you lived long enough to say, I'm not setting any goals. I'm going to fail them by January 6th. <laughs> well, maybe you set the wrong goals. What if you set the right goals? You know what is my top, one of my top goals every year? is to reach the end of the year and to be able to say three things. I'm still following the Lord. I'm still married to the same woman and I'm still a pastor. Those are three good goals for me. And I'll tell you what, there are so many things that the enemy does to try to destroy those three things. But another year come and another year went and I'm still a Christian. I'm still following the Lord. I'm still married to my beautiful wife and I'm still a pastor and thank you for accepting me and taking me in as your pastor. So what are your goals? Is it to build a six room so that you can fill it with more junk? Amen. Losing weight is a good goal. Did you know we're going to get glorified bodies in heaven? Set the right goals. Make them God goals. Make them goals that are going to get you closer to God, that are going to require God. If God doesn't show up, I'm not reaching these goals. These three goals that I have, they're not because I'm good, but because he is. Yeah, Number three, the third thing that encourages the presence of God is to work on having the, the, on, work on having the spiritual disciplines. Work on your spiritual disciplines. And these are habits. If you don't read your Bible, you got to read it. How is it that you can read Facebook posts and Twitter and all that stuff and not read your Bible? Ladies, you guys should be the biggest prayer warriors because you like to talk. I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't. I don't. But listen, what if, what if 
And this is not a cop-out for the guys. But what if when your husband doesn't want to hear you, you say, I know who does. God, I'm going to go talk to him. And you know what? God won't give you attitude like your husband. God won't be distracted on ESPN. But guys, it doesn't mean we shouldn't pray. We, we, we need to work on these spiritual disciplines. We're getting ready to begin our fast. Not, not tomorrow, but the following Sunday. Every single one of us should be fasting. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus said, and when you fast, it was something that he was expecting us to do. Now listen to me, teenagers and young people. Let me tell you something. Maisley has been fasting the last three years. Hallelujah. And she's done the Daniel fast completely. And she's doing it again this year. And I'm not telling you to hunker horn, but I'm telling you to challenge you. And yesterday when I was driving to church, I was, I was preparing my heart for, for the fast. And I was just kind of talking to the Lord. And the Lord began to talk to me. And you know what he told me? He said, Nestor, I want you to fast TV and social media together in this fast. Can I be honest with you? I was tempted to say, nah, that's not God. That's not God. I mean, God is not that extreme, is he? But you know what? Yeah, it's got to be the devil. He's trying to ruin my plans. But, but as, I, as I continued to just prepare my heart and talk to the Lord about the fast, I knew in my spirit that God wanted me to do that. And I said, man, in order to do this, I might have to recruit Maisley and Lorena. Okay. I went home and I told both of them. You know what Maisley said right away? She said, Dad, I'll do it with you. No TV for 21 days. Not only is she going to do the Daniel Fest, but she's going to do 20. And let me tell you something. If there's something that we do in our house is that we're movie family. Sometimes we don't even know what to watch because we've watched everything. <laughs> now, let me tell you why I'm doing this. Let me tell you why I'm doing this. And I'm not doing this to show off. I'm doing this to inspire you. As I thought about that, I said, man, there's some, there's some big things I want God to do. So if, if, I, if I want God to do big things, I have to attempt big things. I cannot expect to do the bare minimum. Oh, I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast in and out. No, I got to fast the whole thing. Because God is worth it. And because I want God to see my hunger for it. So you got to practice spiritual disciplines. Meditating. Telling others about Christ. And when you do, you'll, you'll see the presence of God in your life. Here's what I want to do tonight. We want to do something special. And it's, it's got kind of a few layers, so please pay attention to me. Mark, inside your bulletin, we put a little piece of paper or an index card. If you don't have a pen, I want you to find one. Because here's what we're going to ask you to do. In that little piece of paper, I want to invite you. Let me, let me say that again. Let me say that the right way. God wants to invite you to let go of the things you need to let go so that you can start fresh and you can start new in 2023. Don't take the guilt into 2023. 
Don't take the shame into 2023. Don't take the pain into 2023. Don't take that porn addiction into 2023. Don't take that substance addiction into 2023. Don't take jealousy into 2023. Don't take apathy or laziness into 2023. In that paper, I want to invite you. We're going to give you a few moments for you to just be with the Lord. And and I want you to write it. Nobody's going to read it. Nobody's going to read it. In a few minutes, once you're done writing, I'm going to ask you to cut the paper into pieces. And then I'm going to give you the next instruction. So if you're concerned, somebody's going to read this and they're going to know that I did this. They're going to know that I'm doing this. No. Hey, did you know that God already knows? And you know he wants to forgive you and set you free. So why not let him set you free? Just confess it to him and confess it to yourself. God, God, I'm a hot mess and I'm leaving that behind. I keep blaming everybody, but, but it's really me, Lord. And I'm accepting that and I know you're going to change me. God, I'm stingy. I'm stingy. I, I, I'm not a generous person, but, but, but you know what? I'm not stingy anymore in 2023. So I want you to write that because then what we're going to do is that the passage says that when Elijah's servant saw the multitude of an army, he was afraid. But Elijah did something. Elijah prayed for the servant. And he said, God, would you open his eyes? We're going to have a group of men and women up here that are men of God. They're men and women with God's spirit in them. And we want to pray for you. We want to anoint you. We want to end the year. And the oil is symbolic of the spirit of God. And we want to anoint you. And we're going to pray for deliverance. We're going to pray for all of God's goodness in your life. But hang on. As the worship team gets ready, don't get distracted. We're going to do one other thing. We're going to give one of these to every household. Listen to me, every household. If you're single, you get one. If you're married, you you get one for both of you. And in the front, it says, my presence will go with you. It's Exodus 33, 14. And it's God's promise. Here's what I want you to do. Here's my gift to you. In 2023, the oil is symbolic of the presence of God, of the Holy Spirit. When your kids get sick, give them Tylenol. But before you do, go grab this little bottle and anoint them and pray for them. When you and your husband are fighting and you make up, don't just go to dinner. Go grab this little bottle, anoint one another, and then go get dinner. When your kids get ready to to start the new year, don't just take that awesome picture you do. Before you do, anoint them and then take the picture. I've been doing this at home. In the past few weeks, Kaylee had a little bit of a cough and there were some days that she was saying she didn't feel good. And one night, we were all in the bed and and I said, Kaylee, would you want me to pray for you? And I've always prayed for my kids, but I haven't always anointed my kids. But I said, Kaylee, would you want me to pray for you? And she said, yes, daddy, please. So I I got one of these little ones next to my bed. Now I'm going to have this one. But I got one of these little ones and I grabbed it and Nathan was there and I said, hey, Nathan, would you want me, would you want to help me pray for Kaylee? And she said, yeah, dad. 
So I dipped my oil and then my finger in oil. Then he did it too. And we both put our fingers and we prayed for Kaylee. And we said, Lord, heal her. We believe that you can heal her. You know what he did today? Before we were coming to church, Lorena was there. He came up to me and he says, Dad, I don't feel good. Can you pray to put some oil in me? You know what I did? I grabbed my oil and I prayed for him. I said, Lord, I pray for Nathan. Would you heal them? And I want you to do that too. As you do that, it is an ordinance that God has given us to invite his presence. So God is inviting you to let go of what may be holding you down in 2022. But we also want to anoint you. We want to bless you. We want to pray God's presence on you. And we want to give you a gift. And you take this home. You put it in your living room. Put it where you need it. And when you start a new job, you anoint. Ladies, you anoint your husband. And when your wife's going on a trip, you anoint her so that she doesn't spend more than she should. The oil breaks the yoke. When your kids are misbehaving, you get up in the middle of the night, get some oil, say, Lord, these children, they belong to you. They belong to you. And I, I pray God's blessings and I pray God's presence upon them. 2023 has got to be the year where the presence of God defines our year. So what do you say, church? We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but He didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you. Transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in Him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Dayspring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.